We have uh, the Tubiola family representing here again today, and our church is getting lopsided on that side like that. Good to see you all. Thank you for coming. This is a celebration. You bet we clap. You know, that's, this is a celebration, and um, we have a, a new member joining the family of Christ today, and uh, let's give it up for Jody. <laughs> this is a big, big day, and uh, uh, thank you all for coming. I'm going to let you look at your announcements uh, on your own, unless I look up and say, is there anything I need to highlight, Ashley or anybody else? Uh, we're okay? Just okay. And... Um, then uh, today also, in addition to uh, the baptism, is uh, we're recognizing all saints, and uh, those are our beloved that have gone before us uh, to be with the Lord. So without further ado, because your pastor is starting late, let's uh, start with our opening hymn. Spilled his blood, 
At this time, if we could have uh, the sponsors, Nathan and Tazia, come up, and mom and dad, and uh, especially uh, Jody, we will do our baptism and welcome you into the family of God. Okay. <laughs> Good to see you again, brother. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's, that's how it goes. Come on, Mama. You're in here. Come on. Good to see. Yes, you are. You're a big part of it. Yeah. And they're going to do all of the responses for you. So you just have to smile. And then at some point in time, we say, Amen. amen. Hey, can you say Amen? Say amen. 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 Hallelujah. All right, and you will follow along with us, congregation, because I, we need your help, and God has enlisted today. You are ministers. So in holy baptism, our gracious Heavenly Father, He liberates us from sin and death by joining us to the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are born children of a fallen humanity. In the waters of baptism, we are reborn children of God and inheritors of eternal life. That's okay. Let me get that for you. But I'll bet you I can't hand it to you. <laughs> so by water and the word, we are made members of the Christian church, which is the body of Christ. As we live in him and he in us, we grow in faith. We grow in love and obedience to the will of God. Now, Tazia and, uh, well, Dad, <laughs> which is apropos, this is a good thing. You, you present Jody to receive the sacrament of holy baptism, do you? Yes. Okay. Do you? All right. So by the command of God, you have presented this child for holy baptism. And you should, therefore, faithfully bring him to the services of God's house and teach him the Lord's Prayer, the creeds, and the Ten Commandments. And as he grows in years, you should place in his hands the Holy Scriptures and provide for him instruction in the Christian faith, that, living in his baptism and in communion with the church, he may, be, he may lead a godly life until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, do you promise... To fulfill these obligations? Okay. Holy God, mighty Lord, gracious Father, we give you thanks for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters and you created heaven and earth. And by the gift, my voice is still louder than yours. You can go down. You want to get down? You can get down. This is kind of your show. Go show yourself around. Make yourself at home. Well, it's okay. It still works. It, you know, that's the thing. God can do whatever he wants. It, yeah, that's right. It still works. So by the gift of water, you nourish and sustain us all and all living things. And by the waters of the flood, you condemn the wicked and you save those whom you had chosen, Noah and his family. He's going to be a preacher. You led Israel by the pillar of cloud and fire through the sea and out of slavery into the freedom of the promised land. 
And in the waters of the Jordan, your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Spirit. By the baptism of his own death and the resurrection, your beloved son has set us free from the bondage to sin and death. And he has opened up the way to the joy and freedom of everlasting life. He made water a sign of the kingdom and of cleansing and rebirth. In obedience to his command, we make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pour out your Holy Spirit so that Jody, who is here to be baptized, may be given new life. Cleanse the sins of this child by your water and your word and bring him forth to your glorious kingdom by the blood of Jesus Christ our Lord to be given praise and honor and worship through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. <laughs> Did you get all that? We have a big God, and he can handle this. <laughs> you know, if God can't make his children behave, there is no reason to think that we can do it either, all right? So this is, this is a blessing. All right, buddy, we're almost done, I promise. And then it's cookies. And Grandpa, I got a beer for you. Where are you? <laughs> okay. All right. So now the pastor addresses the parents and the sponsors. <laughs> I ask you to profess your faith in Jesus Christ, to reject sin and confess the faith of the church, the faith in which we baptize, do you promise all, or do you renounce all the forces of evil, the devil, and all his empty promises? If so, say, I do. Okay. Now the pastor addresses the congregation. Is everybody ready? Okay. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Do you believe in God the Holy Spirit? Okay. All right, buddy boy. Now Papa's got to bring you over here. This will be good. It already is great. Okay, Jody, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the name of the Holy Spirit. You have been sealed by the Spirit and marked by the cross. Look at you. You are one handsome guy. It's like looking in the mirror. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for freeing your sons and daughters from the power of sin 
and for raising him up to a new life through this holy sacrament. Pour your Holy Spirit upon Jody, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence. Amen. Jody, we're going to play with fire. Fire, come on, buddy. Jody, check this out. I got something for you. This candle is going to be yours. You know what you do with candle? You, yeah, candle fire. So you are going to be presented with this candle to remind you and all those gathered here of Jesus' command that says, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Buddy, I need your help. Can you blow that out for me? Hey. You got a job. Blow it out. Can you blow it? Give it a go. What? Blow. One, two, three. Ah. Try it again. Okay, go. Yay! Pastor with the assist. All right. Now, through baptism, God has made these individuals members of the priesthood that we all share in Jesus Christ, that we may proclaim the praise of God and bear his creative and redeeming word to all of the world. And we welcome you into the Lord's family. We receive you as a fellow member of the body of Christ, a child of the same Heavenly Father, and the worker with us in the kingdom of God. Let us welcome our newest member, into the family of Christ. There you go. Can you hold that? Can I hold your candle? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I like this one. There you go, buddy. You're doing great. You did great. One more time. You know, in the Bible, Jesus uh, was very loving towards his disciples, and he called two of them sons of thunder. I wonder what he meant by that. If there's any correlation, God bless you guys. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. He did great. He did great. Buddy, thank you, Dad. You did good. Thank you. Good. <laughs> Fire. You, yep, you got that right. So Revelations, Revelation 7, verses 9 through 17, the great multitude in white robes. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. 
And all the angels were standing around the throne and above around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? And I answered him, Sir, you know. And he said, These are the great, or these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Today we remember members of this congregation along with Christian friends and relatives whom our Heavenly Father has called out of this life during the past year. We remember them, and we thank God for the gifts that he has given us through them. Rosie Kendig, Norma Fredrickson, Jerry Garner, Carl Eggers, Georgia Dye, Neil Beck, Auntie Verna Valentine, Jean Ray, Catherine Myers, Jay Galletley, Carol Lee, Gordon Hampson, Patricia Cunningham, Rosemary Rangens, Jean Falico, D. Fitzgerald, Jim Organ, Jenny Dustin, Mark Wilson, Ron Shotwell, Ken 
Kepper, Shirley Johnson, Olavi Tahun Pao, and my wife's father, Captain John Warren McCraw. God our Father, throughout the history of the church, you have stood by all your saints. Stay with us this day and every day for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ, crucified, dead, risen, ascended, living, and reigning with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We come to, together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with your whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Now, Almighty God, in his mercy, he has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord 
for the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all. Let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Thee is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation, blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and ever living God. You have given exceedingly great and precious promises to those who trust in you. Grant us so firmly to believe in your Son, Jesus, that our faith may never be found wanting through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Peace be with you. Let's uh, follow along, if you'd like, by going to page 555 in the Bible that you have there in the pew. Uh, we'll be reading 1 Kings, verses, chapter 17, rather, and verse 8 through 16. And um, this one I... When I read it, it just struck me as being 
listen to him and follow him. Those are the key words here. Let's, reason, let's see why. <clears throat> Verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Go at once to Zarabath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have detected a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called and, and also bring me please a, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home to make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid, go home and do as you have said, but first, make a small loaf of bread for me, for what you have, and bring it to me, and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So she went away, did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in the keeping of the word the Lord spoke to Elijah. In the bulletin, there's a printed in there a Psalm 146, which you would be able to participate with me, hopefully, on Psalm 146 responsibly. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. Being praised, my God, as long as I live. Do not, do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. When their spirit departs, is what we read. Excuse me, five. Blessed are those who help is, is, is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. Maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, he remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed, gives food to the hungry. The Lord set prisoners free. Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lights up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner 
and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the way of the wicked. Lord reigns forever. Your God was Zion for all generation. Praise the Lord. As we turn to Hebrews to cha uh, chapter 9, we'll look at our, and read, I will read verse 24 through 28. That's on 1872 in the Pew Bible. Starts out at 24, says this. For Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself. Now to appear for us in God's presence, nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again, the way the high priest enters the most holy place every year with the blood that is not his own. Otherwise, Christ would have had to suffer many times since the creation of the world, but he has appeared once for all the accumulation of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. Just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. And he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. This is the word of the Lord. shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark from the 12th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Today's gospel is indeed from St. Mark chapter 12, verses 38 through 44, and it can be found on page 1576 in your pew Bible. Paul records, as he taught, Jesus said, watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted with respect in marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. And they devour widows' houses, and for a show they make lengthy prayers, and these men will be punished most severely. And Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put, and he watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury, Many rich people drew in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. And calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, 
this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all that she had to live on. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. As we study Jesus' ministry, can't help but notice that Jesus had different attitudes for different people. When he encountered people who were dealing with the hardships of life, he had compassion for them. He, he helped them. And most importantly, he shared the good news of the kingdom of heaven with them. And that's how most people envision Jesus, just this way, whenever they, they think about him. There is another side of Jesus. There were times when, during Jesus' ministry, when he expressed a very righteous anger, a frustration with those who not only rejected his message, but they also led others away from his teachings. And perhaps the best example of this is when we read of his cleansing of the temple, when the merchants were interrupting, interrupting the worship with their commerce. Jesus drove those disruptive merchants out of the temple grounds where he, well, there were times when Jesus was very harsh on the people around him. Jesus understood that forgiveness offends people. It offends people who do not believe that they are sinners. And people who are righteous in their own eyes cannot receive forgiveness. And Jesus taught about one group of such people in today's gospel that we just heard. Jesus warned against the scribes that abused their power and abused their authority. These men lived a public life that appeared very respectable. They wore the latest fashions. They enjoyed first-class treatment wherever they appeared in public. And perhaps, we talked about banquets, but that's tantamount to that they had permanent reservations at the best restaurants. They even taught Sabbath school at the local synagogue. In short, they were honored members of society. And even so, they were hypocrites. They were responsible for teaching the law to the people, but they used their knowledge of the legal system to steal the property of widows. 
They use their positions of trust and authority to prey upon the helpless. Their status and prestige were false fronts for a predatory behavior behind the scenes. They lived their whole life for themselves and not for anyone else. And Jesus said, they will receive the greater condemnation. And as Jesus condemned these hypocrites, he sat down. He sat down where he could get a good view of the collection box. And many of the hypocrites that he had just condemned were making a big show by placing large sums of money in the box. And there's no doubt that many of them had developed a talent for throwing down their coins so that it made as much noise as possible so people could hear it. They were not giving their money to God. They were giving their money for show. Now, in contrast to these hypocrites, today's gospel tells us about a poor widow. And it is possible that she herself may have been victim, the victim of the very hypocrites that Jesus condemned. And in spite of her extreme poverty, she had a contribution for that box. She put in two small coins. And our English translation indicates that these coins were equal to about a penny, but the original Greek indicates that these coins weren't even that much. Less than a penny. How poor and meager her gift must have seemed to those who looked on. We know our Lord Jesus saw something significant in her action. He called his disciples to him and he said, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all of those who were contributing to the offering box, for they all contributed out of their wealth and their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything that she had, all, all that she had to live on. And we know that Jesus' words are sharper than any two-edged sword. On the one hand, these words condemn those who stand idly by and do not assist this poor woman in any way. His words are a true lament of all those who are fat with cash that see this poor widow and do nothing for her. He laments even more for those who cheated her out of her life's savings. That those hypocrites were wealthy on the outside, but their hearts were poor on the inside. And they would do well, we do well, to ask, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life?
Now, on the other hand, Christ's words praise the Holy Spirit's gift of faith that allowed this poor widow to experience the joy of giving to the Lord. Christ's words in literal Greek say, from her poverty, as much as she had, she threw her whole life. Jesus looked beyond the coins, and he saw a woman who loved God with all of her heart, soul, mind, and strength. And she not only placed her life savings into the treasury, but Jesus saw that she knew her life was truly in God's hands. She may have been poor on the outside, but her heart was truly rich on the inside. Hypocrites are so sad. God gives them everything it takes to be genuine. They have the knowledge they need in order to keep up the act, so they know they have to know what is right. They know enough to fool others into thinking that they are devout. After all, it is really hard work to lead a double life. That is, one in public and the other one behind closed doors. Hypocrites choose to abuse their God-given talents and put them to an evil use. They are in the extremely dangerous position of knowing exactly what is right and then making a conscious decision to do otherwise. Is it any wonder, really, that hypocrites often provoked Jesus to righteous anger? So where do I fit in? Where do we fit into this picture? Brace yourself. Have you ever been hypocrites? Not me. <laughs> Have we mouthed the words of the Lord's Prayer perfectly while thinking about lunch? Do we start getting a little antsy during the distribution of the Lord's Supper just because the service is a little bit long? And Do we get angry when we do something special for the church and no one notices? Those of us who are honest know that we have indeed been hypocrites. We do indeed deserve the greater condemnation that Jesus spoke of. But fortunately, someone has thrown in a whole life he has thrown in a whole life for us. And just as this poor widow offered her whole life in that offering box, so the Holy One who watched her offered his whole life on the cross. He, he is the one who was never a hypocrite. He is the one who never did anything that deserved condemnation. Here is the one 
who endured the greatest condemnation and made payment for the sins of the world. And when Jesus Christ suffered and then died on the cross for us, he offered up his life as a perfect sacrifice that satisfied the justice of God. And because Jesus Christ lived a perfect life that was free of hypocrisy and every other sin, the grave could not hold him. And although his friends laid him in the tomb on a Friday, he rose from the dead on Sunday. And he now lives and forever offers us a whole life. And through his sacrificial death and his triumphant resurrection, he offers us forgiveness for all of our sins, including the sin of hypocrisy. But wait, there's more. With that forgiveness also comes life. With that forgiveness also comes salvation. The Holy Spirit works through the Word of God to give us the same faith that the poor widow in today's gospel had. He works through the word of forgiveness that we received earlier in the service as baptized children of God. He works through the audible word of God that we received in the readings and explained in the sermon. He works through the tangible word of God that we will eat and drink in the sacrament. And the faith that the Holy Spirit gives us receives the gifts that Jesus earned for us as he gave his life for us. The faith that the Holy Spirit works in us through word and sacrament gives us a share in the kingdom of God. And in that kingdom, we receive forgiveness, life, and salvation. And yeah, we can run all around the sanctuary and still receive that gift that was imparted on Jody this morning. We got a big God. There is a day when every person will leave this world behind. Those who leave without faith in Jesus Christ, they will, they will suffer the eternal condemnation that their hypocrisy and other sins have earned. And those who have faith in Jesus Christ will leave their sin in its, and its condemnation behind. They will enter the eternal joy of heaven. They will enjoy the eternal peace of him who threw in his whole life for you and for me. It is in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen.
see Look on this mystery The Lord of the universe Nailed to a tree Christ our God Spilling His holy blood Bowing in anguish His sacred head Sing to Jesus Lord of our shame
Ever wondered? Help! <laughs> As a family in Jesus Christ, let us pray. Dear Lord and God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we gather this morning to praise your holy name. Thank you, Father, for bringing us together safely. You already know our prayers without us speaking a word. You hear our constant groans as your Holy Spirit lives within us and who translates our thoughts into prayers worthy of your listening. Even so, we're compelled to speak aloud. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with our nation, our lands, our varied peoples, and our form of government. But Lord, we have turned away from you, and our leaders worship false gods of power over others, personal wealth, and material possessions. They lie, cheat, and steal openly. They encourage us to do the same and to shun those who do not. Our celebrities, those we idolize in Hollywood, in sports, and other entertainment fields, openly demonstrate immorality unethical behavior and bold and unrepentant sin, influencing and encouraging our youth to do the same. Holy Spirit, we're heading over a cliff and we need help to find our way back. Please help us stand against Satan's influence and return to our Father's will for our lives. Open, our eyes of our, open the eyes of our children to the dangers they face in pursuing false gods. Save our children from the enticement of evil. Holy Father, we give you thanks and praise for laying your healing hands upon our loved ones who suffer maladies, both physical and mental. Thank you for guiding the physicians who treat those afflicted by disease, broken bodies, and distressed minds. Thank you also for those who have been gifted with the brilliant minds and incredible skills to invent and perfect marvelous technologies therapeutic drugs, and treatments that make our lives in the United States the envy of the world. Holy Spirit, help us share all our good things with others around the world who need the help we can provide. Lead us to be generous with all we have as individuals and as a nation. Holy Father, we know Psalm 23 that says that though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. But Lord, you know our sinful hearts and minds and know that, especially right now, as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
that Satan is running unchecked in our culture and around the world. We do fear our futures on earth, even when we should not. We pray to your Holy Spirit to flood our hearts and minds with the knowledge and assurance of your saving grace to displace any doubts or fears that we may have. Satan speaks loudly, and your Holy Spirit whispers. Please help us filter out the noise of evil and hear your voice clearly to bring us peaceful hearts. God Almighty, you know that yesterday this church congregation celebrated 60 years of worshiping together as one family in the body of Christ. Your faithfulness towards us has never faltered, even when we had doubts. We have struggled at times, worrying about our future as a Christian congregation. We have weathered the loss of pastors, congregational members, financial concerns, and the potential loss of our campus facilities. Our doubts were overwhelming at times, but through your saving grace, the encouragement of your Holy Spirit, faithful leaders and church members, we have persevered through many challenges. Today we're a little smaller in number, but more faithful than ever. And your Holy Spirit continues to inspire us to move forward, spreading your gospel, just as your only son Jesus commanded. Please continue to hold us closely to you as we move into our future together. Holy Father, this weekend we grieve the loss of loved ones on earth over the past year, but celebrate their arrival in heaven to be with you and all the other saints who have come to you before them. It's a confusing time for us as we feel terrible loss in our daily lives, recognizing our own mortality, and knowing that the number of our days on earth are only known by you, while at the same time feeling joy, knowing that we too will someday be face to face in your presence. Holy Spirit, thank you for our faith in our Savior Jesus, and displace our sadness with joy and contentment, and with the assurance of eternal life with our Lord, regardless of the troubles we face on earth. As we recognize our departed saints, we're joyful and strengthened by the baptism this morning of a new saint in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing forth another child to the arms of Jesus. We pray for the safety of all our military members, police, law enforcement officers, firefighters, paramedics, all who serve the public good. Please shield them from all harm. Keep their service to our country honorable and bring home them home from their duties safely. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace, but let's stay in our areas, our seats right now, so we can keep going. Uh, I, your pastor went late today, so peace be with you. Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, 
O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord. In the blessedness of your saints, you have given us a glorious pledge of the hope of our calling that moved by their witness and supported by their fellowship, we may run with perseverance the race that is set before us and with them receive the unfading crown of glory. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us together pray the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. His gift, his rescue from sin, death, and the devil is complete. It works. It's a gift to you and to me. And it is contained in the words and in the elements that you are about to receive. It was contained in the sacrament of baptism that you witnessed today and that you yourselves experienced. He 
reigns. Can I get an amen? He reigns. His will will be done. He's God. He can do whatever He wants. And He wants you. And He wants to have intimacy with you right now. Come. The table is prepared.
is a God of order. Your pastor isn't. Neither a God with a little g or any other or in order. But thank you for today. Thank you for making this church the church that it is for your faithfulness, for your love, for your participation. And now, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I have a finger up. Okay. If you have a family member that was named or that was uh, passed, maybe not named, um, take, take a rose uh, from here. They're for, they're for you in remembrance of them. Well, let's wrap it up, Tim. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. Oh, my soul, praise.
Love he be friends. 